What is up, music junkies? Thank you for tuning in today. We have a very special guest with us, Adam Rich, man. How are you? Doing great. Just uh, excited that the weather's finally warming up here in Chicago and uh, summer is right around the corner. So that's something that I've been waiting for for a long time living in this cold city. So, oh my God, dude. So, how brutal are the winters out there? Uh, can't really lie about it because it is one of the worst parts of living here uh i you know have, have grown up here lived here most of my life i did live in new york city for uh you know four and a half years but they're they're pretty bad um uh, it's everything from the wind uh cold temperatures to the snow every other day sometimes and um they're just long too that's a really big problem yeah. like i'm okay with a little bit here and there like for the holidays and okay it feels like winter for a month but then when january hits it's like okay let's kind of get on a fast track to summer and it just <laughs> it doesn't get here so uh it's 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 not very fun i i could tell you that but um you know uh grew up here so i've I've kind of been stuck with it my whole life, but we'll see what the future holds. <laughs> so we have, we, we're from the desert. So we have the completely opposite uh, problem. So, so we sorry. have, we have like eight months of just heat, we'll horrible heat. Do two different shades of. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, then we have winter for about three months. So you know, right. <laughs> it's so quick. I, I don't know I if my math adds up. I think I'd still trade that for what we have. You'd rather be in sweating <laughs> your ass off. <laughs> Honestly, it's better than six degrees and, you know, having to get in your car and wait five minutes for it to warm up. And, and that's true. It's yeah, just swamp ass or cold balls. Huh? I guess I extremes on both sides. Yeah. Extremes so on both sides. Either swamp ass or your balls inside your body. Yeah. Right. Wow. Okay. So, um, <laughs> First question is, how, how did you get started making music? Like, how, how did you find the talent and, you know? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a, a weird thing because growing up, I I wasn't like, oh, this is my path. I want to be a musician. Uh, I was really into sports. Uh, that's kind of what I wanted to do. Like a lot of uh, kids who are into athletics is, uh, you know, I want to be a ball player, but obviously, uh, the talent was fine for grade school and high school, but beyond that, it wasn't there. So um, honestly, I actually wanted to work in sports. And so I was in school for that uh, in New York. And as a, as a side thing, I just started getting more into music uh, from like wanting to, to perform it and play it. Like, can basically control the, the playlist when I went to some parties. And I was getting more into dance music too, like, EDM and I mean I, I've always been into you know several a lot of genres but that was kind of what was you know sticking with me or just like attracted me more so um I was then like hmm, I wonder if there's actually a, a place that can actually teach me how to DJ and New York had a school called Scratch DJ Academy and they teach you everything from the basics to advanced skills of DJing, scratching, mixing, and all that. And so I took a, an intro course and loved it. And then uh, so I, I started out with the DJ side and, and loved it. And they offered some basic music production courses. And so I was like, well, this is cool. Uh, I want to try to see what this is about. And basically, so the first three weeks of it, 
I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I had no idea what I was doing. And after it clicked, cause I was, I was doing like, you know, they give homework assignments. Yeah. It's like a class. And uh, it kind of like the light bulb kind of like switched on. And I was like, oh my God, I don't think I can ever stop doing this. And basically from then on, I took the, I took private lessons with uh, the instructors out there. It was still basic level. And then the rest of it was just every day going on YouTube and then watching tutorials and then listening to my favorite producers and just a lot of just messing around. But that's basically how it started. It started with the DJ side in this school. And, um, and I just started getting more attached to music, um, like beyond just, oh, this is cool listening to my car. It was more like, just like getting like a, a feeling. I don't yeah. really know how to explain it, but I guess every artist kind of has it where it's just like, they can't live without it. And that's kind of how it was with me. Yeah, that makes that's sense. Fantastic. Um, so I got a couple of questions. So what are some things and adversities that you've had to overcome throughout your, let's call it a journey, you know, cause that's essentially what being an artist is. Cause I mean, there's highs, there's lows, there's the struggle. So, I mean, what was it for you that kind of made you? Yeah. Uh, term? I, I mean, I'll say it's still in work in progress. Uh, it's something that I struggle with every day and it's basically it, it's self-confidence and being able to kind of say like, okay, this is good enough. It's time to be done with this project. I, 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 I'm, I am a perfectionist. And, and so every time I think like a song is like done, I have to go back and tweak it. And the tweaking takes too long, weeks, months. And, you know, it's so uh, important to me to release something that I'm proud of and it's it's my brand but it's it's me I've, I've spent all this time on it and so for me it's just like it's got to be like perfect to my ears and I'll send it to you know I got a close circle that I trust of both DJs producers and friends because you need to have all of those three like the yeah. casual listener and then also the guys who listen the to professional yeah you yeah, can't yeah. just have those yay sayers and no. on your you know god man. yeah it's great bro it's like no yeah uh, I, I know those people and I, I deliberately do not send my stuff to those people because uh, I'm not looking for that. I at one time like messed around with some friend. I actually wrote a quick melody that was out of key. And I was just like curious to see what they would say. And they're like, oh, it sounds different, but it's cool. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Never send it to you again. So now so, I know not to send you shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're too nice. So um, I so I still struggle with it like okay yeah it's good enough or it's not and you know how are people gonna then you get the like the the thoughts like they're really illogical thoughts but like oh uh, I have these fans who love my music but what if they don't like this one are they gonna leave me because I have put out a song that they didn't love which is irrational because I think we all have our favorite artists and everything yeah. they put out we don't love 100% but we stick with them because we love them and that's just how this works so um, the, the struggle to kind of like be like, okay, it's done. It, this is good enough. Um, I, I'm trying to kind of push through that because it has kind of slowed down my progress because I, I have a ton of music and I'm always working on, but it's like, you got to at some point be like, okay, it's good enough. Move on. 99% of people aren't going to be listening to it the way I listen to it, which is hundred percent true. I don't yeah. listen to other people's music the way I listen to mine because I arrange everything myself so I know what every 
kind of sound is and where it happens. So, you know, where um, drop is. that's, that's a big, big thing that I'm, I'm trying to like push past. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get better at it. So that's a one big, uh, like obstacle. Um, yeah. uh, and then, you know, another one is, it's just the marketing aspect. And, you know, I, I spend a lot of money on marketing, both doing my own ads and using services uh, or companies, management companies that try to are helping me try to help me grow social media. But, you know, it's really, I, I want to just focus on the music, but the marketing is equally probably oh, it's yeah. more important. Dude, if you're doing all of that yourself, you know, you got your licensing, music, you, but, you yeah. got your publishing, you got all that. And then you have your writing. And so, I mean, taking all that on by yourself is, yeah, damn near impossible. Uh, yeah, you're and you're running a business essentially in the Literally. music industry. You're running the business. Dude. You're the the content creation, the creation of your music and stuff. That's like, uh, let's say, uh, a screen printer. You know, that's like how they make the money. But they also have to promote it. They have to, you know, find the clients, find the, you know, the right channels to promote it. It's it's a business. But the thing about music is that it's complete entirely your life it's 100 percent, 24 7 your life so it's a full-time job you know yeah. what i mean a more than a full-time job music is just a hobby and no it, you you live and breathe it uh, especially as a an artist that is wanting to make this you know life basically so how you earn a living so um but with with it comes more than just the music side unfortunately is the business side and um you know these social media platforms i wasn't ever a big social media person like i follow on twitter and instagram but i wouldn't be a, a person that would post a ton because yeah. just it wasn't really just i didn't care it wasn't like my thing but you have to know if you want to get new fans and, and promote your stuff and get exposure so you know, it's, and a lot of people know, like, it's a fake thing. Like people are like posting these pictures, like with beautiful scenery, but let's say like for most people, that's not how life works. Okay. Nope. You're like, right. And if you want to be able to get your stuff across the water to places like Great Britain, um, congratulations, by the way. So, I mean, do, yeah, there are obviously a lot of hoops that you have to jump through. And I mean, we were listening to your music earlier and it's fire, man. Like it's amazing dance music. And I think that a lot more people should get into your music because it's it's great, dude. I appreciate it. Um, thank you. I I do. I mean that that's what makes this stuff worth it is uh, the messages I get from fans and uh, you know people who got exposed to it. You know, message me on Instagram or even Twitter sometimes, being like, "Wow, this is so amazing. You're my favorite artist." And yeah. It's just it's so inspiring the YouTube comments, which people are like afraid of oftentimes. My comments for the most part are are really overwhelmingly amazing. And I I, I just like I I love it. Uh, I love that my music inspires people and uh, makes makes them feel good. So it keeps me wanting to just make more and more. But um, you know, it's not always, you know candy in the sky i can tell yeah. you that much there's a lot of struggle that goes with it and uh there's just so much stuff behind the scenes from making a song working trying to find vocalists uh singer songwriters and going through that process and i've had some really bad experiences so i do have a question about that so um if you don't mind 
so how do you how do you do that like let's say you find an artist that does the vocals over your track do you guys have a split in the shares if the song like makes crazy amounts of sales online or how does that yeah it just depends on the project and the the artist themselves so the some have their own <clears throat> just this is my fee this is my publishing like we get equal rights like 50 50 and mm -hmm. then uh um and i also have to pay them a fee for the top line and the lyrics too because I, I've tried to get into writing lyrics a little bit, but not enough because there's too much else going on. Dude. So, uh, so I, I pay them a fee and then we negotiate sometimes or they have a fee and I, or I'm sorry, they have their, um, like they're set in stone, like, okay, half 50, 50 publishing split. But sometimes I'm the one who sets it and they're okay with it. So I'll be like, you get, 70, uh, 30% and I get 70% of the publishing because it's my, technically I'm the artist, they're the yeah. feature, usually they're the feature vocalist. And so, but it just depends. I'd say the ones who are more established want more like half 50, 50, where it's others, um, they're okay with kind of anything. They just want to jump on a project. So yeah. And they want to get, no, yeah, out obviously there if it's your song that you did, it's on your terms, you're the copyright holder yeah. so they can kick rocks if they don't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Sorry. I, I am the, it's my, yeah, I, I'm the copyright. I own it. Um, but the truth is like, extremely powerful. And so they definitely deserve their share. Um, because oftentimes a vocal makes a song. So I think with dance music, it's a little different like than pop. Like pop, it's like, I feel like it's like 80% the vocal. And then you have everything else is really more background. Whereas dance music, because of the stuff that I make, you have the vocal, but it has to be off, like on point and stuff. But then it has the buildups and the energy and the, the drop and the beat. And a lot of listeners just want to hear that part more than anything else. So yeah. I feel like dance music, that part is it's a little different than than pop but um yeah we we just negotiate based on uh you know a, a, a lot of different factors how much is actually required of them to write like sometimes i don't even need that much for like a song maybe just like a verse or something but um and a lot of these artists these singer songwriters just they just hop on to as many songs as they can because that's how they pay their rent so yeah. Uh, I think they're more inclined to just, they want the fee that you pay them and they don't really care so much about these publishing splits or the, the royalties. Um, so, but you know, it's not always uh, an easy task to find the right vocal. Uh, I've obviously gone through some songs that just couldn't get it and I'm still holding on to it because if it's not right, you, you can't release it. Like, yeah. I, I will not release anything I'm not proud of enough or confident um unless like everyone else around me is like this is amazing and if i don't love it, i'll be like okay well if everyone else loves it maybe then i'll just like make something better next time i can release it you know all right so, so i, I want to go back and elaborate um jake said great britain congratulations so we looked at your spotify kind of statistics and your top listeners are great britain denmark and la wow that's why we're like so, getting across the water like that. Yeah. That's fucking so you have 16,000 monthly listeners and those are your top three uh, cities and kind of general areas. So it's, it's kind of crazy. Your, your reach is kind of crazy. I, so 
I'm really, uh, I'm really weird. I'm not one of those people who wants to like look at their numbers every single day. No, I, yeah. I'm opposite of that. So I didn't even know. Like you guys just told me that I, I wasn't aware of it. I, I, I am like so uh like weird <laughs> about that stuff because people obsess over it like they yeah. obsess over numbers like oh yeah. how many streams does this have i'm just like you know what whatever i'll look at it when i get to it like for mm -hmm. me it's just like on to the next project song i mean obviously it ha you have to be like looking at the ads and, and how they're working but um for a while and i still do have a lot of actually fans from india <laughs> uh believe it or not because i'm running ads on instagram and the way it, the, I, I said it was find and find like the cheapest ad, cheapest per click. And India is one of the, the cheaper countries for Instagram slash Facebook. So, and I love my fans from India. They're amazing. They, they give me so many amazing messages and they're like fans for life and, yeah. and I love them, but I'll take fans anywhere. Right. Like <laughs> I don't care if they're from, from Japan, which I've gotten some awesome messages from there too. And I don't even, like some of the times I don't even know how they hear it. I mean, I know I put my stuff all, on all the major platforms, but that's um, funny, like Great Britain. I mean, that's awesome. I, I'd love to go, you know, play show, shows there. Uh, and uh, the United States is like actually the hardest to actually reach, believe it or not, if you're doing independent because the, the ads are so competitive. Well, that's so expensive. We're working against the independent artists. Yeah. So, the truth is, but I don't like, again, like I said, like Asia is actually, I heard for like dance music, it's one of the biggest markets. And so people uh, want, like they, they pay more than any other uh, country, believe it or not, sometimes. Um, I mean, I mean, the United States is still like the king, but um, so yeah, the, the, in terms of the reach, I, I think well, today's age, you know, you can put something up on Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever, and it can be heard from people across the world. I mean, I work with singer songwriters from Australia to United Kingdom. So um, yeah, I mean, that, well, that was my goal when I got into this is, is not to be like a local kind of act. It's to really go international. And the way to do it is make music that people love and yeah. I'm trying to do that. And so, um, yeah, it's amazing that music can be loved by basically everyone of all different types of cultures and languages. The universal so, language. Yeah, I mean, it has a reach. It has a, the it, biggest reach. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I guess it's a cliche, but it's, it's true, though. It's, it's, it's a fact that, you know, that is something that can unite people. And um, I, I love that people from around the world are listening to my music and the messages again like i said before are just incredible and um yeah i never never would have thought that i could have made music that people love and then reach out to me saying how how amazing you know they they think it is which is awesome sounds like a song i was listening to something about hearts coming together <laughs> dude it's a great song i loved it i can't help it i'm sorry anyway uh, so let's go back to the like the beginning what are kind of your um some of your inspirations maybe not in not necessarily in the music you're making but just like kind of music inspirations you know throughout your your pretty much life yeah um i i love music that just makes me feel something whether it's sad happy you know sometimes a little like dark uh <laughs> 
I feel like music that doesn't move you is just kind of like is it even worth it yeah, yeah almost <laughs> unless it's like okay the for like a club song i guess the with the cheesy lyrics and gucci like, gang gucci gang yeah drinking <laughs> the club, like, i mean even like some hip-hop makes me laugh uh, so that is something like uh some of the lyrics in those songs are just like wow like so at least i laugh at it but if it doesn't make me feel anything then it doesn't do anything for me and it's yeah for me it's pointless to like make so um there are definitely songs that i listen to um that are you know music gives you those feels like um like blink 182 i listen to all the time and you it's like it's the one thing that you can listen to an old song and you remember like the time of your life the nostalgia you were there or your place you know like oh i was in camp there when i was heard this song or something it's just so crazy how it works that way but um basically i i i love making music or inspired by songs that just just make me feel something emotional i love emotional lyrics emotional sounding uh songs um chords are big for me in my songs as you see the very melodic melodies um memorable stuff that's memorable like i a lot of the songs make yeah hum into it without even realizing it so it's gotta be catchy but it's gotta be memorable too like all everyone knows like their favorite songs and the melodies and obviously the lyrics but so for me um listening to other artists is definitely one of the inspirations that um i get and then um yeah who are your some of your top uh people you listen to and what is your favorite song currently oh man uh so the first guys I was really listening to to kind of learn from was Hardwell. Uh, he's king of one of the kings of of dance music uh, of EDM. And I was just kind of like listening to his song Spaceman, which is like a classic in, in the in the dance music world. Um, didn't even have lyrics, but um, <laughs> so he uh, at least to start. But um, yeah, so I uh, he was one of my my first like guys I wanted to kind of at first when you start producing you don't know really what you're doing you're almost like copying everything uh from your favorite producers like okay this is the this verse is this long and then the break I, until you figure it out like okay now I know how to make a song and I can do what I want you know but at first you start like copying and following like what they're doing so um but he was one of my first and then you know um in the dance music world um I, I love a lot of the also like the melodic guys they're not maybe as big i mean martin garrix is still i love a lot of the stuff that he makes but he works with this duo matisse and sadko they're from russia and they make some incredible music um you know cascade he's from chicago i still have uh, a lot of his stuff uh Kashmir, um he's he's really amazing because he's so creative and, and does different things so um I and, and the dance, the DJs, producers, uh, I mean, they're a ton. So those are just like a few. Um, favorite song that I'm listening to now? Oh, God. It doesn't have to be dance. It could be any genre. So I, I, I go in phases where I'll listen to new music. One that I'm listening to on my Spotify playlist is so old 
it's not so old, but it's not new. Does that count? Can I like say that? Yeah, yeah, sure. It doesn't um, matter. Like imagine, like uh, imagine Dragons Radioactive, which was a top hit. Okay, right. yeah, I, I thought, every time I hear it, for whatever reason, it just like amps me up. And I know it was like the number <laughs> one song back when it was out for a while. What I did was I didn't listen to it that much when it was played over and over. But now I'm playing it over and over um because i don't know for whatever reason it just like hits hard and i it's like i don't know it it just kind of gets me like motivated um, bro his music is on some pretty really really like like movies and stuff i was watching yeah. this one show on netflix called the 100 and there's a part in that uh i'm having a brain fart um the fucking scene where i guess they're walking outside and it was like the song came on and i was just like dude you're talking about imagine dragons yeah yeah their song is their dude, music is I everywhere know. they're fucking huge and to fucking get to that point what i'm saying this dude's not far away from obviously so. well you know i mean i've uh i've been really recently starting to look at trying to license my music um because it is a really big way to not only make another piece of of change and a lot of money on that in that uh, area but also it gets your music exposed because people yeah. are watching the show and they're like hey what is that song from and then they look you up so well have you become a member of i um bmi or as ascap yeah okay. i I've, I've got that um i registered a while ago and the last like two weekends ago i just spent all weekend getting everything in order basically like all the splits that i have for every song every instrumental version of the vocal mix because sometimes they ask for that too and so all my songs so far and obviously I've, i got a bunch coming up uh soon but i needed to get that in order first because otherwise if you don't they're like this guy isn't really ready so um and then now yeah uh, i i I'm, I'm gonna try to see if I can get it, whatever, a show, a movie, a commercial, who knows. Um, so just uh, just to kind of give you a little bit of background, we interviewed this uh, artist called Lauren Light. So she is a pop singer, but she has her own licensing company that she uh -huh. helps, you know, uh, art artists from all over the world get on movies. Like she was on the show um, Runaways, uh, Marvel Runaways on Netflix. Hulu or Netflix, one of the, yeah, one or the other. So all of her artists on, on her, um, oh, she was on Jersey Shore too, back in oh. the day. So it's, you know, so it's not far, man. Like yeah. you, you get what you put out into the universe, and it's like you got to take that path. It's for sure uncomfortable. And you don't know unless you try. So um, you know, they say like you know, you want to make sure your songs are licensable or whatever they say. Yeah. Uh, and one of the, the genres that they say does well is dance is like EDM, which is oh, yeah, because that can go it. in any movie, any type of movie. Right. Exactly. And most of my songs do have vocals, which is also a big thing. Um, but again, like I made sure now I I got the instrumental versions too. So I'm gonna kind of take that path as well and, and see what happens. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of guys kind of get heard and discovered even I think from from that aspect of, of yeah. it. Mm -hmm. So so what are you currently working on now? Are you, do you have any projects coming up? Yeah, um, I'm actually about to be done with like five songs that are um, 
a few, a couple are actually club songs that I started a while ago and I, it was just like for fun. And I, I sent it to people and they're like, oh, this is really dope. You know, you should release it. So I'll release a couple of them. Got summer, the festivals are coming. So it could be a good time to just get those. Uh, and then I got um, three that are basically 99% done. You know, it's that last 1% that keeps me. You're the you're perfectionist person. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, that's the perfectionist percent. <laughs> but for all intents and purposes, like they're done. I could release them. And I think that uh, people would, I would hope people would like them. So those are three that actually, I started one of them a long, long time ago um, with a different singer back what I was doing. I improved it and then uh, got a different vocalist who um, sounds really cool. And so um, these other three are kind of more my style. Um, they're pretty much, like I said, and Don gonna be releasing them. They're all a little different but in the same uh, category. And so I'm pretty excited about those. And then I have like 10 to 12 right now that are, I'm in the process of hiring and, and looking for new singer songwriters for them. Good to know. Yeah, they, they, they need some good lyrics, but they're, the, the beats are pretty much there. I just got sent one literally this week and I started mixing it like yesterday and it's, he said they, it's a it's actually a duo a producer uh, producers and singers uh, singer duo from India and I, I discovered them uh, through one of his websites but then I went on their YouTube and they had some amazing music and the comments they get were incredible as they should be because uh, it was so like emotional melodic their sound and it just like was vibing perfectly for this song I had which is one of my favorite songs I've made. And so um, just in terms of like the melody and the chords, I like every time I listen to, you know, like for me, I, I love that people love my music, but I work on it for so long, I end up not loving it when I'm done with it, you know? That Which is, is how you know you're finished with exactly. your song. Oh, yeah. I've been saying that for years. But they all say, which is true because like at the start of it, it's like, oh, this is awesome. I love this. And then because Think about it. If you listen to a song a million times, you're going to get sick of it. That's kind of how it works as a producer. Yeah. So Chameleon Air came out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> because, yeah, and I have to kind of go over the same loop over and over because that's you're I'm mixing it. So um, but anyway, yeah, these uh, these guys sent me the vocal. They're awesome. I'm so excited. I'm going to try to finish it next week. And then it's just trying to get out as many as I can um, over so this next six months really so this duo so you said this it's a producer and a singer um are, are, is the producer gonna try to help out at all or I mean, is it mostly just they, the vocals i think they, they both produce and sing they they actually did something that no other singer has ever done it's when they sent me the vocal stems the files they did include a, a, a couple of production elements too uh one was a piano like uh chord progression which actually sounds really dope when I put it in the mix. Um, and so I, when I'm done with it, I'll send them the master and get their feedback. And so they can give me their input, both from a singer songwriter side and a producer side. Oh yeah, uh, But I'm awesome. at the end of the day, I'm the one mixing it and I'm mastering it. Uh, so, but I always like feedback from 
obviously both my vocals, my vocalist and any producer. So for them, since they produce, I'll say like, what do you guys think for sure? And because the more feedback you get from people, the more ears it, it, you get it heard by, the better. Um, because, you know, I'll, even though I do trust people, even if I give it to someone to listen to it, I'm like, okay, well, I need to see what this guy says. See if it's unanimous, right? Because like one person's not enough. Like I like to try to get like five to 10 people if I can to, to listen to it before I'm like, okay, now it's done. Yeah. So I know singing is probably like the best kind of combination for a dance song, but have you ever tried to collab with like a rapper or any other type of artist? Um, I've gotten inquiries or people, rappers have reached out to me, but I, I just wasn't in the, the zone for it or like, like I, I had too many stuff, too many projects going on for me yeah. to kind of take on something like that, especially if it wasn't like, okay, if, if you know, Drake hit me up, I'd be like, okay, yeah, let's, <laughs> but some yeah. no name guy that I've never heard his stuff and they're just like kind of cold, like messaging me. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Well, let me look at your profile if if they're serious too then it's one thing but for me i gotta look at their their pages if they if they don't have like much any social media presence i'm not really interested anymore because for me uh they have to be dedicated to it as much as i am so like i'm in this i give everything i can and so I know how much I'm going to give. The question is how much are they going to? And if it's more like a side project for them or a hobby, I can't take it seriously. I can't take the project seriously because, you know, they don't have like a skin in the game. Uh, the same, the same, like, are they investing it in it? So it goes without any kind of producer or, or another artist. Like, yeah. are they serious about it? Or is it like a hobby for them? Because I don't have time. I've noticed I've realized that people who aren't doing this like full time or really like making it their life, they'll sit on something for months and months. Like they're just not going to get stuff done. They'll I keep themselves busy they... with projects. They'll be distracted. Yeah. And they'll just always make excuses to never come back to the music. And I think, right. yeah, you gotta be serious about it. Right. So that's why, like, if I'm spending money on them, I'll be like, hey, here's five hundred dollars for you to write some lyrics and record. They have some motivation other than the fact that they're making a song together that they get paid if they finish it and so that is a big motivator and I can also and they if they half-ass it and say like and give me something that they know and I know is not good enough I'll reject it and say I'm not paying you until we're happy with it and there have been instances where I we have to cancel the whole project together because it just wasn't good and they didn't do what they said they were going to do and so um you know, so, um, but yeah, I would love to work on uh, some songs with other uh, types of artists for sure. I mean, I think some, some cool stuff can come out of that. Um, yeah. Well, I'm thinking like a club song, you know, a rapper would be kind of cool to have on a kind of a club banger. I agree. Not necessarily, but I, <clears throat> any kind of reach that you can get, anything that you're yeah. comfortable with, I'm sure you can make it sound like fire, bro. So yeah um if it comes up if, if something comes up then uh i'll definitely explore it um for sure i uh, uh the, the club bangers while they're very cheesy also they do work a lot of the time so yeah. uh you know uh and I mean, look at I, look at pitbull oh shit <laughs> yes jeez <laughs> i mean i i uh 
you know, sometimes you get like, can get boring, monotonous after doing the same types of, of, of songs over and over. So it's good to branch out and, and do something different. So whether it's a, a hip hop song or like a trap or something like that is, is cool or more of like a groovy, like house type vibe. Um, I got a friend who's like making tech house and he wants to work on something at some point. So that would be cool. You know, uh, different styles to mesh with, you know, some, some great stuff can come out of that. So have you been doing this since before the pandemic happened? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's been every day, basically. I don't take days off. Okay. Um, maybe like one or two when my just everything needs it. Like my whole body and my mind and um, spend some time with family and stuff. But um, basically, for me, if I don't do anything related to music for a day, I feel like I'm way behind, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's just like time lost. Time is extremely valuable to, I mean, everyone, but especially, I feel like an artist, producer, like I have some, another musician uh, said that if you find yourself bored and you're working in music, then you're not doing it right. Like something's wrong. So meaning I, always have stuff I can be doing or have to do, whether it's on the production side or the business side, the marketing side. So, um, but yeah, every day since before the pandemic, during the pandemic, it's been music, music, music. Um, really, as I said, um, not many days off. Well, besides besides live shows, how did it affect you? Um, or oh, the um, pandemic, how did it affect you? Well, you know, definitely some anxiety. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, stress, but that's, I mean, I'm always, I got, I think most of us are stressed out as artists. Yeah, you know? I mean, if not, I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah, I, I'm stressed about the music side, the music stuff, and like just everything. So, uh, music is often, though, my escape, my outlet is just like when I'm focused in on something, I just don't, just everything else kind of becomes a blur and, and I just get in in the zone and just stay in it. So especially if I'm working on something that's like new or cool and it's getting somewhere. Um, so yeah, um, but otherwise, um, I mean, it, the, the music side, like the production side, it really hasn't affected me uh, just because um, I, I, I've been just doing the, trying to do the same thing is, is work on music. Uh, you know, mo all of my collabs with the artists happened like through just messaging on the internet really um because like, like i said i've worked with people from living in la from uk australia um canada so the the communication side i guess hasn't really changed at all but um i think like a lot of producers have actually made some amazing music because the, the because pandemic. of the pandemic yeah i mean that's what um, I've kind of been going back and forth between the songs that I'm trying to finish up and also ones that I started and want to kind of like keep going at it. So like the creative stuff, like sometimes when I'm trying to, cause I, like I said, I, I mix down and master my own stuff, which is more technical stuff, but doing that all the time, you kind of like, get, okay, I need to do something creative. I got to yeah. just like work on a new song or something. So you know, trying to balance that out. Um, exactly. It's hard. Yeah. I, I kind of bounce around between projects and I'm really bad at 
staying focused on one and being like, okay, this is all I'm working on. And I'm not done until I'm, I'm done. Like I'm not moving on until I finish it. And then after like five, seven straight hours, I'm like, oh, I need a break. I need to work on another project. You know, it's just yeah. it's how it works, at least for me. I don't think I'm the only one from talking so, to other guys. So uh, what is the your favorite song that you have released? Um, and why? Well, the vocal for sure was the, the darkness song with Christina. Um, I I remember when she sent me that her vocal for it. I was like, oh my god, because ninety nine percent of the time when I get a new vocal from a, a singer songwriter, they always need some adjustment. Like that's just how it works with music. Like producers, they get they need some nudging here and there like hey can you fix this or i don't love this part from the get-go i'm like she killed it like i don't even have to say anything and so because of that um i think uh i think darkness is probably my favorite just because of the vocal um keep uh i love to keep coming back vocals she did a really cool an amazing job on that one um, but you know, Christina Marie, uh, who sang darkness, she actually was on the voice in the UK and she came in second place. She actually, oh, wow. it. if you look at back at it and you look at all the comments on YouTube, it's like, she clearly was the best, but I don't know why she didn't. Um, <laughs> and we actually worked together on another song that I just am about finishing up. Um, so, and she wanted to work on a third song with me, but I, I, I used someone else so like for me she's been like the i think she's one of the most amazing talented singers songwriters um artists that i've ever listened to both work together and listening to on the radio spotify like she's amazing um so i guess i maybe go with that one um but the truth is like, yeah, the, the songs I'm ex even like more excited about are the ones that are unreleased um, because A, I haven't listened to them as much because I haven't been, you know, on them every single day, but yeah. also like the new ideas, you know, they're fresher. So, and I and think- You're I, a growing artist. You grow yeah, every day. Right. So, so like a lot of those songs I released, I had started years and years before. What happened was I, I was like the ideas I thought were good, but the the sound and everything the execution, wasn't, yeah, yeah, it wasn't at a professional level. So I, I held on to them and I wanted to kind of improve them. And the singers and the song, like the vocalists I worked with, were like wanting to release them. But I'm like, as a producer, I'm like, I don't think it's good enough yet. Like I, I think it the idea is good, but I mm -hmm. think it needs some changing. So um i don't think they always like love that but that was more of the producer and me being like you know it, it, it still needs a little bit of work and i would want that any work. kind of producer or creative mind myself so if, like i said you know if people don't like that it's a tough shit you know they, well they can... yeah it's like why not make it better though like why would you be upset if it's going to be better if i yeah not, i know uh, a lot of songs were started five to six years before they were released like that's it just happens it's not always sometimes it can be done in a few months and sometimes it's several years 
because it's just what works. It's just not uh, a lot of everyone's working on a ton of projects at once and sometimes it's just like you get back to it and so um that was the that's the case with some of these ones that are, are going to be released soon and um yeah i that darkness song i actually remember she wanted to work with me on a different song and i had someone else in mind because i wanted but i wanted to work with her so i quickly like made a quick instrumental for her within a week tailored for her and and then we kind of just did our thing and that's um, awesome that yeah. is so fantastic it was yeah it i i knew exactly like the vibe i needed for her and um it was that, that was it was exciting to work on because um like i i thought just her voice is incredible you know okay well, um, that, I think that's about it from Mario and I. Um, so did you have anything that you would want to say to our fans or your fans that might be tuning in? Any Anything you'd like to say parting ways or did you have anything else? Yeah. Uh, well, if you, this is your first uh, introduction to me, I'll say welcome to Adam Rich. Um, you can, I'm most active on Instagram, uh, which is my handle is Adam Rich DJ. So uh, it's not the most complex <laughs> name to remember. Or, and, um, but I just want to say that, you know, uh, whether you love my music or hate my music, just you can follow me along. And I try to be as real as I can. Um, and all my music really like comes, comes from within me. And if, uh, if, if it's not something I'm, I'm <clears throat> not proud about, I'm, I'm not gonna uh, put out anything that you know, I think it's kind of half-assed. I'll just say I put everything into my music and I love my fans more than anything. They keep me going. And so, um, but I, and I always love to, to talk, talk to my fans and, and message them uh, on Instagram. So I think it's important to be personable. And I'm just like a regular, like nothing. Like, I, I don't think I'm anything special, but I, I try to make music that people enjoy and hopefully it can touch you. And um, and so if you do, you know, uh, follow me on this journey, then I, I love you and, and thank you. Awesome, humble words. Very, oh, very Thank humble. you again, um, Adam, for coming on the show. We appreciate it and we're excited for your journey. I appreciate uh, it, guys. This has been awesome. I, I, I've loved every minute of it, and uh, I will continue to uh, check you guys out, too. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thanks, bud. For sure. Have a good one. That's it. That was Adam Rich. Adam Rich, DJ. DJ. Um, great guy. Awesome music. We were listening. So we were listening to his music right before the interview, and we were just dancing. I was fucking jamming. Was it. Like, I'm like, wow, this shit's like... <laughs> sticking to me like a charmin commercial <laughs> so it, i mean if you didn't already get it he's a very humble guy i mean he makes music he's a perfectionist so his music is very very good it's very something you could li literally listen to at any time of the day you don't even need to be in a dance mood or you know it'll make you feel some he type of way something for everyone so definitely go give him a listen give him a look give him a follow um check out our stuff as well we have our merch store um but uh that's 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 just there um for for you guys yeah um our merch we have shirts masks um and i don't know how you know masks are gonna be 
moving forward with vaccinations and CDC guidelines, but we have them there if you want it. Uh, we also have hoodies and we're going to release more stuff soon. Uh, it's just a matter of time. Um, but yeah, give uh, Adam uh, Rich a follow. Follow us on Instagram, um, Music Junkies Podcast on pretty much all social networks. Uh, follow Jake, uh, Music Jake Martin, and follow me at Mario M Music. And hit us up if you want a, a, a certain artist on the show. We'll, you know, we'll hit him up and hope for the best. Uh, anything you need, you know, feel free to contact us. Uh, but we love you guys and we hope you all stay safe. Peace out, music junkies. <laughs>